Today, we're so excited to be serving the tea on the next turn of the wheel of the year and high holiday, Samhain. We'll be talking about why this is such an important and significant festival and celebration, as well as how we can make the most of this potent ancestral energy as the veil thins. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightatmoonbeams.com. So, hey, Christy, what's in your cup? Today I am drinking chai with a side of water. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I love chai on a nice fall day, and it just seems like the perfect thing to be enjoying while we record this episode about Samhain. And in my life cup, as usual, a lot going on. We talked about it in our regular episode for the week. I just released more big news, um, which we discussed in last week's episode. So that's really exciting. And it's also, I feel a little bit of a breath, a a moment to pause because we got some of these big things out there and yeah, we still need to market them. We still have a lot to do to execute and everything but it, it just felt like we were building up to that point of the last few weeks for months. And it was just go, 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 go. And now it's just like, okay, I can exhale yeah. just for a moment. <laughs> but yeah, it feels good. And this um, weekend is was is um, all about purging, which is a great time to do it for the fall because this is the season of release and surrender. Um, especially around Samhain time. But um, yeah, it's time to get serious about downsizing and minimizing so that I can start getting ready for van life, which is uh, the next really big thing happening in the next couple of months. So yeah, that's yeah. what's in my cup. What about yours, Melinda? What do you have? Um, I got my Harry Potter tumbler out today because I don't even know why. It was the first thing that I reached for. And yeah, I had soda in it. I'm proud of it. I'm not going to lie. Maybe next year. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's cold. It has flavor. And it was in my fridge. And so I think it's old soda too. Anyway, in my life cup, um, it's been, I don't know if it's just because uh been working on the Samhain Guide. And we were working on the magazine for Samhain and then working on this podcast for Samhain. So my mind has been there that I just seem to be kind of caught up in that surrender 
and kind of death decay kind of feeling. I just don't know how to feel about it. I know I've talked about my garden a lot, but yeah, I'm coming up to a week's worth of freeze. And so my sweet garden, I don't even know if I can say it without tearing up my, my sweet garden. It's, it's going to go. She's just been so good. And each time I've gone out, I'm like, okay, this is the last time I'm getting cherry tomatoes from her. Um, This is the last time for this. And it comes with that. And I think this is where the surrender comes. I just thought of it. The inside of, as I'm, as I'm watching my garden, there's that apprehension, that anxiety of, oh my gosh, what happens if it's not like this next year? Will I ever get a, a high producer like this tomato? Will I ever get this again? And it's that, <gasps> but realizing, mm-hmm. okay, uh, uh, with this, I just need to surrender. What will ever will happen will happen. I don't control that. And I think, you know what, that's something that I, I went through a lot when I was publishing books. The will my book, will this next book be as popular as the last? Will readers mm-hmm. love it? You know, if I if I go off into this different series and, and not the one that they love, you know. And so it's an interesting, it's interesting to 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 feel those things um, and see how it correlates with other parts of my life. I've just, you know, you've got to release things, let things just follow their own cycle, and just surrender and accept that sometimes you just don't have control over it, which is funny too, because we talked about it. I've had a lot of heavy thinking this week when we talked about in one of the ceremonies about, you know, when you ask the goddess or your divine source and you say, I'm going to surrender this. I am going to give up this. I'm going to let go of this behavior, this thought, this limiting belief, this obstacle, I'm going to hand it over to you. I'm going to release it so that I can grow and move on. You have to make sure that you really, <laughs> you really want to do that. Because like you were telling me, uh, Christy, the goddess, your divine source turns around and says, okay, are you sure? Let me see. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because of shadow work and knowing that that's, that's something that like I'm trying to work on things so I can grow more and leave some of these things behind and to heal but it almost seemed like I got hit in the face with it all mm-hmm. and and that feeling of oh my gosh do I really want to do this like oh my gosh to be confronted with your shadow to be confronted with something that you're embarrassed about and that you find so ugly that part of you but then realizing hang a second let me just lean into that let me just Oh my gosh, let me just sit with this part of me that is, just feels so gross. And then you realize what's behind all that feeling and you're just like, oh, okay. And so uh, it might not make sense to anyone. It makes sense to me, but that's where I've been. That's my life cup of sitting with that shadow part of myself that's not so nice, not so kind, not so pretty, but understanding why and mm-hmm. and going asking those hard questions because we talked about that in one of the last episodes is you've got to not just think why like why but how come what's there okay I feel this why what's beyond it and when you realize what's beyond it you're like holy shit and then all of a sudden you see your life in your mind and you see all these points of dude that is how this shadow has affected my life this is why that's my first reaction. This is why I do things 
oh, okay, so what do I need to do? And then you try and go back. When did I first feel this? Anywho, that is my, that's been my week. It's been heavy. It's been healing and it's right on target for Samhain, you know, because like you said, this is the time to do it. This is the time to purge and like go of things. You know, if if you're brave enough to say, Hey, I want to do this. But yeah, that's what's in my cup, in my life cup. Now, after yeah. saying that, I'm surprised in my cup I don't have wine or vodka or something <laughs> no like kidding. that. Because shit. <laughs> oh, there's been so many tears this week and just darkness and spirals. And I'm just like, I thought I was better than this. But it's like, hang a second. Instead of freaking out and beating myself up about the spiral, I'm in control. I'm in the present. I'm an adult. But let me see where this spiral goes. Oh, that's what that's the end of this. I I didn't know that's what it's the end. Okay. Just recognizing that you're being triggered, that Mm -hmm. you need to pause. I mean, that is healing right there. And then being able to alchemize it by going back and dissolving, you know, that's what alchemy is, is burning away all the parts that aren't serving that aren't you to get down to that core essence so you're you know in this case you're getting down to that core essence of what caused started this series of patterns throughout your life and that's what you're doing in shadow work um in a nutshell i know we've said it before but yeah you just basically explain the whole process and instead (laughs) of it you know lasting for weeks or months in serious depression or Mm ruining your relationships you're like wait a minute i know how to alchemize this i know what to do in this situation and that is huge that is just huge and i've been there too and and at first you're like why the hell am i acting like this i thought i'm beyond this i'm supposed to be quote unquote better than this but you know what we're not and Mm -hmm. when we realize that and and we see what we're doing then yeah, that's it. It really is. It's just a big step right there. Is realizing, okay, this is what's happening. I know what's going on now, and that's the healing because it really is. It's a spiral. Healing is, um, or you know, some people compare it to an onion. You're peeling back the layers, and you take some off, and you think that's healed. I see it as a spiral because eventually you're going to spiral back to that place, but you're, it's going to be deeper. Or in a different, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, present itself in a different situation that, you know, it's just another layer of having to face whatever that shadow is, whatever that demon is, whatever that old pain is, so that you can go deeper in the healing. But yeah. And yeah, you say you're going to release something. You're yeah. ready to do it. <laughs> and it's interesting too, though, because I never quite thought of it this way, but I will say, that like I'm only just like starting this part in I've understanding and so now the healing begins but when you recognize what that shadow is all that guilt and all that almost revulsion because you're like oh like you're hiding away the parts of you that you don't like you're you're hiding away those memories and those traumas and those wounds that you don't like all those feelings don't matter anymore because in that instant when you realize that's that's what's there you just feel this unbelievable compassion well I did Mm -hmm. of oh my gosh all this time oh my gosh and you just yeah 
So I understand. I understand why uh, you said that in one of our episodes about shadow work. It's about going into the shadows, finding that wound, finding that hurt part of yourself and just loving them and bringing Mm -hmm. the love to them because that's what it is. And so, yeah, like I said, that's been my week. (laughs) (laughs) Tough week, tough. It's, you know, that is what makes this season right now a Mm -hmm. little bit more challenging for all of us. I mean, we're in Scorpio season that is all about going deep and diving into the shadows. It's Samhain, the veil is thin. You've got ancestors who you might be feeling their energy of cheering you on, but it also connects you into those generational wounds and healing that needs to be done. So it's all happening right now people and and then we have this eclipse tomorrow the full (laughs) moon eclipse which uh, (laughs) i say tomorrow as we're recording this of course um it'll already happen when this goes live but that energy is still going to be there someone's on tuesday so yeah when you're listening to this if you're listening to it on or before someone yeah that full moon uh eclipse energy is still there too so yeah it's it's really big energy right now and the best thing you can do is just be aware of it And then be aware of your own actions. And then even other people, you know, when you're like, what is going on with them? It's compassion and love is really what you just got to bring to yourself and to everybody else because we're all going through shit. And it's extra intense Mm -hmm. right now, (laughs) whether it's a good way or a bad way. Intense. And my birthday was the other day and I had the best day. And then two days later, I'm like the depths of despair and darkness. It's like, dude, manic much? (laughs) (laughs) it's just it it was just weird but now as you think about that it's like you know what the energy is there to support this kind of work though it's there and if you listen to Jackie's astrology tea party that we had on Scorpio season we're set up for it and as we know Mm -hmm. when the universe sets you up with energy like this they have a way to get you through it and I think she I believe she said something about Aries being in play and that's the sign of action and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, when you're feeling energy like this with Samhain, you're not going crazy. It's just, it's what's there. You just surrender to it and move through it. It's part of the cycle. Some of the stuff we'll talk about this episode, um, just about Samhain, will give you some ideas on how to do that. There is always something fun and magical going on in the world and with of Starlight and Moonbeams. Subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, updates on our offerings, and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can hit the subscribe or follow button on your app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree in the show notes. Also, please consider leaving a review or a comment, something like lets other listeners know what you liked about the episode so they can tune in too. Okay, so let's serve the tea on this uh, Sabbath, this high holy day of Samhain. That's what we'll be talking about with correspondences, colors, ways to celebrate, things to do. First, I'm going to read just a short little piece from the letter from the editor that I wrote in this month's Moonbeams magazine, just because it just feels right. It feels like the best way to say this. And then we'll get into all of the details. So blessed Samhain and happy Halloween. 
I loved Halloween as a child, which had just as much to do with the candy as it did with getting to dress up as someone otherworldly. A delight to this writer who's always loved the fantastical, magical realms. The joy of October and All Hallows' Eve continued on throughout my adulthood. In more recent years, though, I've come to love Samhain. To me, it's one of the most sacred Sabbaths of the year. At this time of year around the globe, our ancestors honored their ancestors. They celebrated their memories and their lives, held feasts and festivals at their burial sites, and prayed their souls home. Many cultures still do this today. For me, it gives a whole new meaning to the day compared to how our modern-day Western society celebrates, and I love this shift. I appreciate the opportunity to pause from my daily life to truly honor those who have walked this earth before me. Part of this, too, is pausing to remember and honor those women and men who lost their lives in the witch hunts. In Celtic, Wiccan, and some other pagan traditions, Samhain is the end of the year, often called the Witch's New Year. While all the Sabbaths and ancient people's holidays were appropriated by organized religions, twisted and commercialized over the centuries, this one just feels extra potently painful to me. Maybe it's because this time of year is called the witching season, or maybe because it became a season of celebrating the witch, but truthfully mocking her. A day to dress up and pretend to be her with green skin, misshapen face, warts, and all. That imagery came about from accused witches and sorcerers emerging from their light-deprived jail cells for their so-called trials and their inevitable executions after months of starvation, disease, and violent beatings. Their captors did that to them, and for centuries since, that was the face of the witch. We know it is not. We know better now, and we can do better. So I choose to celebrate Samhain now as a time to appreciate the thinning of the veil between worlds that allows me to honor and pay tribute to those who walked before me, whose love led to my creation, whose sacrifices allowed my freedom and sovereignty to be my fully authentic self. And I choose to make big magic for them because of them. And so that is our intro into this holiday. And I know Belinda, like she said, has been writing a lot and been in this Samhain energy quite a bit um, with our main article in the magazine about the holiday and our guidebook and everything. So Belinda, you want to go from here with um, more information about the history and the traditions? Just real quick. It's interesting that you've always loved Samhain. Um, Growing up in Australia, Samhain or Halloween wasn't a thing for us, I, I've talked with my mom and, and dad about this. It, it's still not really quite a thing, the trick-or-treating and stuff. But it, it's never really been one of my favorite holidays because it always felt scary to me. And mm. now that I've learned more and I kind of shy away from the commercial Halloween and what it represents more to the sound, just like you, of you yeah. know, ancestral, those that have come before me. Um, that have paved the way so that I can live the life that I want to live and things like that. And so I actually like the, I, I love the spirit of Samhain. I love the energy of Samhain. Now that I know what to call it, that's what mm-hmm. it feels to me. And it is a celebration that has uh, gone on for over two 2,000 years. And it's celebrated around the world in very different ways, usually from about October 31st to November 1st. And it is a way that people honor their ancestors 
It's one of four very powerful fire festivals, and it witnesses the arrival of death and decay to the world, which I think is one of the reasons why the skull is represented a lot in Samhain, Mm -hmm. not just because it's ancestral and it's a symbol of our ancestors and those that we've that have passed but also because it is death and decay and it's a decline of light and increased darkness into the world i love that the energy that flows through this time is one of releasing and surrendering to the inevitability of death uh, of the Mm. inevitability that to every there is a time and a season it embraces the importance of the circle of life and death we can't have one without the other and Mm -hmm. so where I know me you naturally shy away from things all things death it's actually a very important part and that's the celebration that we do now in Samhain yeah and that's you know our society our western culture for hundreds of years has made death such a bad thing. And mm-hmm. um, our ancient ancestors and those, you know, cultures today that still follow the old ways know that death is just a part of the cycle. We we need death in order to have the rebirth. We yeah. need things to die off. Otherwise, I mean, you just think if you want to be very, you know, in your current modern day life, if you think about all the things that you have done or all the things that you own, if you were to compile all those and never let any of it go, I mean, you would, you would be buried. Mm -hmm. And whether that's with things or with commitments or with memories, with worries, with pain, with wounds, I mean, all of it. So yeah, death is a very important part of the cycle. And that's, that's what I love about Samhain, one of the things in this time of year is is treating it the way it needs to be treated. Even when people are transitioning, we we shy away from that. We want to run away from the hospital room. We don't want to be there. We don't want to be present when actually it's a transition. It's a major transformation and we're abandoning loved ones when we're not there with them, you know? And mm-hmm. we're missing out on a very important part of the cycle of life. So I know there's there's two things it brought up. Have you ever seen that episode in Charmed where I can't remember which one of the sisters, but she prevents a death. And so the angel of death actually comes to her and shows to her that when there is maybe it was a supernatural episode. I'm not sure, but it shows that when there's when you prevent death, when you don't have that cycle, you don't have balance. In order for there to be balance in nature, you need to have both the give, the take, the light, the dark, life Mm -hmm. and the darkness. And it's just it's just a natural balance part of life. And you're right, too, because I was that way, too. Like I didn't have much experience with death. And then a few years ago, my father-in-law died in my home. And Mm. I thought that that would freak me out. Getting the knock on the door. Belinda, can you come to see if he's breathing? going in there and it really is like I've I've been in the room when a new baby is born and the sacredness when that veil parts and in comes this new soul and it it is one of the most profound moments I've ever had I want to say that it's profound as well the moment that the veil thins and a soul lets go and Mm -hmm. I remember just not feeling what I thought I would, I guess, in my child, childish mind. It was something so beautiful and so elegant and graceful. 
I think that's the beauty of Samhain too, that energy that there is beauty in death. There mm-hmm. is beauty in the surrender, in the falling away, because, mm-hmm. you know, it is that perfect time to follow nature, to follow the balance and the the process that life shows us, just to allow those things to fall away. What doesn't serve you anymore, what hurts you, you know, you mourn it, you mourn the death of, and loss of something, you express gratitude for the lessons that it brought, and then you move on. It's a time that signals it's it's okay to transmute that old energy. Instead of carrying it around, instead of holding on to it, instead of letting it fester, let it go so it can change into something beautiful, um, knowing that a rebirth is on the horizon. And actually, that just quickly reminded me, I saw an article on Facebook that there's this thing where a woman had a fork uh, tattooed on her arm. And when she was doing her death preparations, she told someone that she wanted to be buried with a fork. And they were like, why? Why a fork? You know, when you're at dinner and and they're clearing the plates away and they tell you, hey, hold on to your fork because dessert is coming. You know something amazing is coming right? Mm. She said that when she died, she wanted people to say, why does she buried with a fork? Because there's something more coming. Something Mm. beautiful is on its way. And I guess that's another, just another beautiful way of looking at the energy of this, of this uh, Sabbath, you know, Mm. of death and just ancestral. It's just, it's beautiful, which is so funny because I didn't think I'd ever feel this way about (laughs) Samhain. Right? But it really is an incredible time of the year. When we can and shift so- our view from death being like a scary ending and really look at nature and you can see death allows growth. You know, a decaying plant or animal in the forest, things thrive off of that decay. You know, other right. creatures are growing and Um, being birthed from that decay and then they grow up and then they create more and then they you know that continues the cycle and I I just can't believe that it's not the same for us when we pass our souls you know that it's not just the end that it's just part of the cycle and something beautiful is going to come and grow out of that and yeah when we can take that perspective and really appreciate it, it can just totally shift how we deal with everything. And it makes that surrendering and that release a little bit easier because we know when we do, we're just making room. We're creating the energy and the space for something bigger and beautiful and necessary to come in. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about the correspondences. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll start with the elements because I love the elements and working with the elements. Um, the element of Samhain is water, and that's because it correlates with the afterlife. Um, emotions, um, that surrendering. I always think of water like running water, a river or the sea that you know you are releasing and surrendering into the currents, into the tide so it can take it away for, for you. Okay, and the chakra that is related to Samhain is the root, and which makes sense because it's associated with that ancestral root. It's 
grounding and it's going within. And so that is the energy to do with that. Okay. So the deities that kind of rule at this time that you might want to connect in with, especially with the veil being thin, are Persephone, of course. She becomes the queen of the underworld. And this is her time to go back into it. You know, the seasons have changed. We have Hecate, who is the goddess of witches, the Morrigan, Dionysus, Hades, and Serenos. I never know how to say that one. So those are all, um, however you look at the deities, the gods and goddesses, whether it's archetypal energy or specific people that you want to worship, those are ones you might want to connect into at this time of year. I just wanted to add too, that if there, because it is about ancestral work and veil thinning and things like that, if there is a deity that is very specific to your family too, Yes. Depending on your culture, mm -hmm. like I come from a Celtic background, so I lean towards Celtic uh, deities or then as an adult of who I work with. But yeah, by all means. And if you're not quite sure whether your family or your ancestors ever did, that's reach out. Reach out to your parents or grandparents or, or someone who might know because that's a great way to learn more about where you came from. And I'll also say reach out, but also reach inward. And especially mm -hmm. if maybe you are adopted and you don't know your blood lineage, maybe how you have been raised or it is in your blood just doesn't feel quite right to you because you have a connection to something else. So you can also, you know, lean into that and, you know, just there's a line there as far as whether you're appropriating or it actually truly feels authentic to you. So please yeah. be aware of that. But you have so much inner wisdom in your own blood and bones that you can turn into and you can connect down, especially if you need to use like a guided meditation. Um, we will be doing this in our Samhain ceremony you know, doing a journey inward to connect in with your elders and your ancestors and your guides so that you can receive that wisdom and insight into, you know, what is your, your lineage? Because you have a blood lineage, but you also have a spiritual lineage. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, next we have, I'm just going to put them together, the plants and flowers um, that are provided for Mama Gaia. We have sage, mugwort, mullein, cinnamon, wormwood, and allspice. And, and one thing that these are all great, they all have a common theme that goes through them. It's because at this time, as well as it being ancestral, it's a great time for you to explore, discover, use your natural psychic abilities. It is a Sabbath that is rich in the history of divination. Mm, um, yeah. It used to be where priests and priestess would gather together and use divination herbs and tools to communicate with those that had gone uh, before to ask their bless blessings to get wisdom and insight. And so these herbs and these spices, they all do that kind of thing, whether it provides uh, protection, whether it's cleansing, purifying, whether it helps you tap in to those innate abilities that you have. The same with flowers, chrysanthemums, marigolds, and calendula. I know specifically marigolds are the flower that are used in Dia de los Muertos, 
um, mm-hmm. to honor their ancestors. And also they're those rich, beautiful four colors anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so specifically too, we'll talk later, like if you want to gather a ancestor altar or an altar specific for, for Samhain, include some of those flowers, um, include some of those plants. If you, uh, herbs and spices, you know, go grab your a stick of cinnamon and, and stick it on your altar or add it into your cooking and things like that. Just ways for you to help honor that energy. And for your essential oils and incense and your aromatherapy that you might want to work with, whether you are anointing or you are using it in incense burners or melters or however you like to use your oils, some to consider are kapow, which is a very ancient um, wood, resin, uh, sandalwood, which oh, I love sandalwood, and Me sage. Too. Pretty much anything that is protective and cleansing you want to use, especially when you're doing ancestral work and working across the veil, because you want to make sure that you are not opening yourself up to unwanted spirits, because that can also happen. So yeah, these are um, great oils and smokes. I mean, with the herbs, you can, you know, burn those if you're not cooking with them. Um, to do the same thing, but those are really important is to have that cleansing and that protection. And I would recommend the cleansing before you start and also after just to make sure nothing try to attach itself to you. Makes sense. Okay. The next part is crystals. And it's so funny everywhere I look, there's so many different crystals. Um, so this is the beauty of what we do. We did um, in the podcast, we did a whole bunch of crystals for shadow work. If you look in the Moonbeams magazine, you'll find uh, a whole bunch of crystals there. And here's a few new ones. So go, go down that rabbit hole. You've got amber. It is that is resin too. anything that's ancient is really good. I know that you brought up that last time you've got septarian you've got palm root, petrified wood, amber, those kinds of things. They're beautiful at linking you and connecting you to your ancestors. Any of the black stones work, onyx, jet, black obsidian, they're beautiful grounders. They're good for working with your psychic gifts. And a lot of the times they purify as well. Uh, Smoky quartz, which is one of my favorites right now. I seem to be drawn to it. It's a great grounding crystal and it helps um, magnify your intentions and and all that good stuff. It's just beautiful. Moonstone is another. <laughs> I've got them all on my fingers as rings. Moonstone. <laughs> great for cyclical change and it's great to connect with the, uh, the divine feminine and that energy that's, that's out and about. And garnet. Not only is garnet a a stone that's associated with Persephone, which is why I have it. But it's also a beautiful stone that helps link you with your ancestors, it helps honor them. So those are some, just a few of great, great, great crystals that you could be using for uh, Samhain. Awesome. Okay. And next correspondence we have is animals, which um, are creatures that you might want to work with you can you know work with their images whether it's a graphic or little figurines or you want to draw them Um, also something to look for out in nature for connection because once you're aware you'll start noticing them 
So owls, owls are, they have that wisdom, which we just connect with our ancestors and they have the, the, the keen eyes and the insight and they're, they're very intuitive. They are heck, one of Hecate's animals because they're tied to the intuition and the wisdom of the witch. Um, the raven also is, it's protective and it's, um, it has that shadow energy and that brings insight. Same with the crow, the raven and the crow. Spider. Um, spider is often called in a lot of indigenous traditions, grandmother spider, because the spider rec- uh, represents our ancestral work, the generations. Um, also, the the creation of the web, the, the weaving of all of the threads of life throughout all of our generations coming together. There's the cat, which we're all very familiar with as familiars. Um, they're very magical. The bat is uh, a night animal, a nocturnal creature, and can teach us so much about being able to navigate with our senses other than our physical eyes and our physical hearing, you know, and, you know, it, it's the bats kind of symbolize that thin veil of being able to walk between both worlds um, or fly as a bat would, but being able to navigate beyond what you are in the physical. And then the snake and the snake, because the snake is a perfect example of shedding, of surrendering, of releasing what no longer fits. Um, You know, the snake goes through that transformation. I don't know, even know how often they do it, but you know, the snake knows when, Hey, this this skin doesn't fit me anymore. It's time to let it die off and shed it so that I can be my bigger, more lustrous, beautiful self. And that's what shadow work is and what we're, you know, that energy that we're working with right now. So those are some animals Um, Like I said, you can work with them either symbolically or directly or however you like to work with animals. And then we have colors and symbols, um, colors that you can wear or you can incorporate in your home or on your altar, Uh, orange, yellow, black, purples, gold, silver, and white are colors that are associated with Samhain. And then symbols, the jack-o'-lanterns, bats, cauldron, the besom or the broom and mask. And just a real quick, uh, interesting fun fact that I learned. The reason why the bat is a symbol in an animal uh, that's associated with Samhain was because way, way, way back in the day, they used to carve uh, turnips and potatoes and beets and put it outside their home and outside their villages to scare off any spirit or fae that was untoward or, or had ill intent because they were welcoming their their ancestors home. And so, and this was before later on the Scottish and the Irish changed it over to pumpkins. But you can imagine if everyone had these turnips and beets and, and, and gourds outside their home, what happens? It starts to decay. It starts to die. What happens? You get bugs. Well, who likes to eat bugs? Along yeah. comes the bat because it's a smorgasbord for bats mm. to come. And so that is one of the reasons why bats are associated with Samhain. A total nature, you know, living its yeah. best life. So yeah, I thought that would be fun to, to share. 
I'm glad you brought that up because I, I remember now, I think you wrote about that in the magazine article because I just learned it recently and I had forgotten about it. So, okay, foods. Yum. One of our favorite things are foods. <laughs> Pretty much your fall food, your corn, your apples, your pumpkins, pomegranates, cider, ale, wine. <laughs> yeah. It's all the good stuff and all the comfort food. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything that's in a season right now. And you can use those again. You can use those symbolically on your altar or you can, you know, make them part of your feast that you make for your family or your friends or yourself or whatever you're doing um, to celebrate, which we'll get into in, in a moment. And then finally, um, the energy. The energy of all of fall is a feminine energy. When we turn the wheel back at Maybon into this darker half of the year, that is the feminine half because it is the time that we go inward, the time that we are, you know, the, the masculine gives and projects and sends outward. The feminine receives and reflects and goes inward. And so that's the time of year that we're in. And that's the kind of energy that we're sitting in right now is that feminine energy. Okay. So some ways that you can harness this potent energy and honor what it's providing. First of all, is creating a Samhain altar. And that can be as elaborate and big as you want it to be, or it can be as simple and small in a, you know, just a corner of your space. But the things that you can bring in are some of the things that we were just talking about, the symbols, the crystals, the plants and herbs, the oils. You can um, put all of those on your altar. You can also do an ancestral altar um, where you honor one or all of your ancestors. Maybe it's someone who's recently passed that you want to connect into and, you know, share your gratitude for having, being able to share some of your life with them. Maybe share, you know, anything that you were not able to before they passed, or maybe you put out something for all of your ancestors and really acknowledge and honor your whole lineage. So that's up yeah. to you. And however you want to do that, you can put photos up or, symbols, you know, things that they liked, maybe, you know, if it's someone in your recent that you actually knew in person and you still have something of theirs, you know, you can put that on there just as a remembrance to them. I know also that you can, um, because it is a, the festivals are a feast too. And so I've seen two ways of doing this. One, I've heard it called a dumb supper where you prepare a meal, you set a place for your loved one that has passed and you have the entire meal in silence. And it, it said that you invite in the ancestor that's passed. And in the silence, you allow the opportunity to receive inspiration, receive any messages, uh, kind of putting your focus inward to your intuition to see what you can feel. Another way that I've heard that you can celebrate with a feast is gather your family around uh, get as many people and start sharing stories, start sharing memories. This is the way, like, this is the way things were done back there with our ancestors is our stories were oral. We told them to mm -hmm. each other and it passed down to the next generation. That's something I'm, I'm not sure happens as much now. Whereas, you know, even just within my own family, well, who was this? What did they do? What did they feel about this? Well, I'm not quite sure. 
and, and all those stories of who people are are being lost. This is a great opportunity to to say, you know, your great great grandfather. Oh, they used to he used to sing this all the time, or he was a real scallywag, or whatever. Or this was Nana's favorite meal. And it's something to give the younger generation a little bit of pride in where they came from. It gives them their connection. It shows them that they have a place in the world, a place in this family. And so to me, that's just, it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. Not only that, but you're creating memories so that those later generations can say, well, in my time. And that's Mm -hmm. a big thing that I do with my grandson is that I take some of those traditions that I grew up with and I instill them in him and then I create our own family tradition and then Mm -hmm. pass it on because yeah that's that's what it's about and that feeling of family with the veil thinning invites your loved ones to come and Mm -hmm. to see and to witness you know this is the life that we now have because of the sacrifices that you made And, and look how time has changed but how time really hasn't changed because family is still family. And so that's a great, those are two different types of ways to have feasts at this time. I think a beautiful way to add to that too is to, and you can do this even if you don't have a big family to celebrate with, like, you know, mm-hmm. my family is scattered everywhere, is just to sit down with the photo albums and, you know, remember those stories and remember those memories and, and even the ones before, like I have photo albums of my great grandmother who passed before I was born, but, you know, now I, I see her face, I see the resemblance, I see the features, you know, and yeah, sharing those things and remembering those are, are beautiful ways to celebrate this holiday. Of course, we always suggest getting out in nature and experiencing that energy, receiving it, you know, watching as nature is letting go all the beautiful colors that you're seeing right now in the trees that is death that is Mm -hmm. decay you know those leaves are dying off and that's that's what's happening there and so appreciating that and then as you're walking in nature noticing the signs of that death and decay and what is growing what you know grew from something maybe it's a tree that fell a few years ago And you can still see now, you know, yeah, we're in this energy of death, of the dying off, but you can see what had been growing there all season off of those logs and remind yourself of that cycle of life and that life, death and rebirth process that we continuously go through. I love that. There's, there's never a bad time to not walk through nature, Yeah, but it's definitely beautiful right now. I know one other way to celebrate, and I added it into, I believe, the magazine, was dress up. Dressing up mm-hmm. is not just for kids. It It's a way for you to also manifest and, and dream and let go of this need to always be a certain way. Just be mm-hmm. free. Be yourself. Um, whether it's you dress up in a costume or whether you dress up in your favorite colors or your favorite outfit, just have some fun. Let loose, let your hair down and celebrate it. Let that fire within you because it is a fire festival. Let that fire build, let that spark, you know, so that you can just have fun. That's what Mm -hmm. it's about. It's not just for kids, you know, it's, 
it's for us. It's for everyone. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, and I loved how you put that of releasing those attachments to who we're supposed to be, you know, yep. the, that's part of that shadow is we put in the shadow, all those things that is actually us, but we were taught, you know, throughout the years that they're not good or they're not appropriate or they're not right. They, you know, that we're not supposed to have them, but they are part of us. And this is a perfect opportunity to release um, your attachment to those beliefs of who you think you're supposed to be and just be, just be yourself right? as you are and enjoy it and yeah, make the most of it. So those are some ways to celebrate. I feel like we left some ways out, but that's what the magazine and the guidebook are for, I guess. Right. (laughs) Yeah, this has been one of our longer bonus episodes, but it's all good because it is, uh, like I said in the beginning, to me, it's a very special sacred holiday. When you realize just how special it is, it, it just changes your perspective on so much. And it makes you appreciate all the rest of the holidays, too, because you know, yeah, we're now going into the deep darkness and the shadows and going underground and deep into the earth and to our roots and to our ancestors and everything. But our next Sabbath is Yule and that's when the light starts to come back. So it's, it, this part doesn't last forever and it's a very necessary part. So I hope all of you listeners learn something and that you're inspired to do something for this holiday, something special for yourself and all of those who have walked the earth before us. Yep. So blessed Samhain. Yes. Blessed Samhain. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back on Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. We will be continuing our discussion from shadow work. And it's not over yet. We got the whole season of fall to go. So remember, you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.